You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. Agnatha. Anifrid. Bjorn. Benny. Long ago, the four singers performed in harmony. Then everything changed when Disco Sucks attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four singers, could stop them. But when the world needed them most, they vanished. Forty years have passed, and my co-host and I discovered the new Avatar, an album named Voyages. And although their funky fresh beats are great, we have a lot to hear before it's ready to save anyone. But I believe ABBA can save the world. Welcome to Podzilla, King of the Casters. I'm your host, NB Nightingale. And I am your other host, Brandon. Producer Jasper has been chewing through the table lately. He's almost through. He's like a little beaver, but he's not. He's a dog. Our producer is a dog. Do you understand that yet? This <laughs> bit has gone on for too long. <laughs> so... Yeah, what I'm excited about this week, folks, uh, is the fact that ABBA's releasing music again. This will be old news by the time you hear this episode, mm. but it happened yesterday for us. Yes, I was just about to go to bed, and then I, I got a message from, from Nolan, and I was like, what's this? And then he tells me one message, ABBA is back all cap <laughs> all caps no context no link <laughs> i was like what i was alerted by john carpenter's twitter the director he posted <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the tweet on me but it was uh paraphrasing here two new abba songs just as good as they were, filling me with so much joy. God, I feel like I'm 28 again. <laughs> Damn. I love John Carpenter so much. But yeah, so it, yes, I have listened to the two new songs, uh, which are I Still Have Faith in You, and I don't remember the name of the second one off my hand. I really, really love I Still Have Faith in You. The second one isn't bad. It's it's like an ABBA album filler song, I think. Like, one of the ones they're going to do in Mamma Mia 3. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's... Mamma Mia 3. But I Still Have Faith in You is excellent. I really love it. And uh, it, they still got it. They got it. We are not ABBAzilla. <laughs> ABBAzilla. King of the Here We Go Again. Yeah. <laughs> we are Podzilla, King of the Casters, and we are here. Wait, to no, talk. I wait. Can I, can I give okay. it another try? On that? Yeah. We're not Mama Milla. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we are Podzilla, King of the Casters, and we are here to talk about Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. 
from, uh, I believe it was 1974. Five. Five, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, 1975's Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Brandon, what are your initial thoughts on it? Okay, I, when I watch this movie, the human stuff is like, eh, fun. It has some really fun cheesy parts towards, like, the latter part when the monkey people. The monkey man, yeah. The monkey aliens show up. Yeah. Um, until then, I wasn't really feeling the people, but, like, the kaiju fights in this movie are the best they were, they've been in the show era. Yes. Think. Yeah. They are fucking so good. So I think that has colored my enjoyment, especially like the final fight, to where it was a very good time. Like, yeah, awesome. I yeah, I w- very similarly, I really love the first and third act of this movie. The second act just drags, but but the mm. first and it starts really strong with kaiju fighting and stuff, and it ends very strong with kaiju fighting, which is kind of what you want. Like yeah, like this movie. Some, you know, I think some of your perception of a movie is colored by, like, the last 20 minutes, like, that finale and how you leave it. And this is like, oh, I now like this movie more because of how it ended, looking back. Actually, I, this is very important for directing, and I've taken directing classes because, again, I got a fake major. Uh, But, uh, uh, but, uh, it's, by the first 10 minutes of a movie... You've already decided whether or not you're going to like it. It's just a matter of degrees then for the uh, filmmaker. So, like, those first... The opening moments are so important. And, yeah, yeah. Here it's, like, a big, shockingly violent fight happens very early on that sets the tone for the whole movie and even though i don't like the middle i overall i really love this movie yeah i think um it's definitely one of the best of the show era for sure yeah it's so awesome because monsters are doing a lot in it (laughs) and i'll explain the story of what those monsters (laughs) just kidding folks we're going into brandon's segment what that monster do yes so um this movie has three kaijus in it. There are four. 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 Can't forget our, our little brother of Godzilla and Giras. Yeah. That, fuck, we'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's four kaijus in this movie. There is, we'll start with, and Giras looks the same as you've seen him in previous Showa films. You know, yeah. he's a big, spikely, spiky, vague, I think it's an ankylosaurus. Yeah. So, weird thing for me was... His suit for me looked the least cheap it's ever looked for a for a uh, Showa. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll we'll even see him in any of the other eras. So when I looked yeah. into it, unfortunately, this is the last time he shows up to like Final Wars. Ooh. He's gonna be in Final Wars. He is. Yeah. Man, I don't know what episode we'll cover that one. Ooh. Yeah, so, like... we should do it in an episode that's. Like, one less than a famous number of Dalmatians. Mm, probably, yeah. <laughs> and Giras, you know, he's a spiky little guy. He's got kind of a thinner thinner dinosaur head. He's a fun guy. He looks about the same as previous films. Okay, sorry to tangent for a second here, but... How the fuck is the most famous movie about Dalmatians have nothing to do with firefighters? 
What the fuck? <laughs> Why the fuck? Nothing. That does. There's not even a firefighter in it. There's not even a fire. <laughs> I think there's a fire in that movie. I would. I think I remember vaguely remember. I'm just saying. A flame. They really should swap out the dog from Firehouse Dog <laughs> and the 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> It'd make more sense. If you had 101 Dalmatians in a firehouse, then fi say your prayers, fires. <laughs> fires are hashtag canceled with that many dogs. Could you imagine? The firefighters would have to do fucking anything. They would just be sitting, like they would have the big old fire truck and it would just be fucking full of, of Dalmatians and then pull up to the fire and they go go on puppies and they'll have like little buckets of water and they'll just like they will put out the fire for them. Cruella like, DeVille should be an arsonist is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean that could be a fun angle. Cruella DeVille Cruella DeVille She'll start a fire. That's why Dalmatians are in this movie. <laughs> That's the one thing Dalmatians fucking do. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> the most famous movie Dalmatians are the 101 and a very distant second, the Dalmatian from the Truman Show. When in real life, all Dalmatians are known for is firefighting. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this is bizarro world. So, um, anyways. So, okay, in Eurus, about the same. Godzilla looks pretty much the same. Uh, slightly different suit, maybe. There's a few color design differences, but he's your, he's your Godzilla you know and love. I noticed he has, like, more silvery back spikes in this. A little more silvery, but um. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, so that relates to the, another Godzilla shows up in this movie, and he looks just like Godzilla at the start, and it's like, oh shit, this guy is a bad dude, and Godzilla's out there, and he's hurting people, and we don't know why. <laughs> that quote finally lines up because yes. it is Mecha Godzilla. And Mechagodzilla, I think, is one of the strongest Showa era monster designs. He's so yeah, he good. Is. He's like a cheesy robot. Or I won't call it cheesy, but like fun. He's a fun robotic Godzilla design. So like instead of, you know, the usual spikes and stuff, he has like metal plates. And he has like gears and like glass light eyes and he has like a like a very robotic jaw hinge where she's like like it's like a like a garage door uh can you do that sound again i don't think i heard it Arr! yeah that's the one <laughs> so um <laughs> it's got the garage door the garage uh door chin. What, garage the garage door can your new england show any more <laughs> that Mechagodzilla is a wicked pisser, I tell ya. I think Mach Wahlberg's gonna find the new movie. <laughs> Mechagodzilla's in the pasture with the cows. <laughs> Storms are brewing with that Mechagodzilla. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> so, like, the, the uh, Mechagodzilla is an awesome design. He's a lot of... His color scheme is very silvery gray. Because he's a robot. He's supposed to be a robot. Like, he's got silvery gray... He's got, like, 
He's got accents of red in like his little like ear cone things on the sides. He's got like a big like robot metal spike on the top and some ridges. He is a robot Godzilla that is made up of like aluminum, you know, steel, titanium looking stuff. And he has some really sick powers in this. He does. He sing. I, I, I when the movie was happening in the final act, I looked at Nolan and I'm like, if Godzilla was on his own, Mecha Godzilla would probably kick his ass. Like, <laughs> Mecha Godzilla has like six ways of fucking your shit up. <laughs> First off, he has a beam attack like Godzilla does, but it's out of his eyes, and it's like rainbow. It's pretty. It's a really interesting rotoscope effect, where it's like. It's like flashing color. Like, it doesn't like give you, like, you know, it's not like seizure inducing, but it's like the spectrum of a rainbow that he shoots at you with his eyes. So he's got that. He's got freaking missile fucking fingers that he shoots multiple times in the movie. Like, he just reaches out his hand and his fingers are fucking missiles and they'll shoot out at Godzilla. He's got it on his toes, too. Yeah, same. So, three, he has missile toes. That he can use to fuck your shit up. Four. He has like a chest laser beam thing. Like his chest like opens up a little bit. And there's like a little red thing. And he'll shoot like a red. It looks like a red bolt of lightning. Yeah. Yeah. He shoots a red bolt of lightning at you. And he has like fucking like knee guns. (laughs) He has like little like knee holes in his knees. That he shoots high caliber bullets at you. And lastly... He can spin his head. Like, if he's, like, when he was, like, fighting Godzilla, he just, at one point, he just flipped his head like an owl, 180, and stared down King Caesar. Oh, so, you're, like, you're missing one thing. What? This is what I was going to say, is that not only can he flip, uh, spin his head, he can spin it so fast that he can create a fucking force field around himself. And he can fly! <laughs> <laughs> like it's like a it's like a five year old's version of like here's all the cool things about this robot and I am fully here for it. Mechagodzilla's fucking sick in this movie. Like every time he's on screen, I'm like, yes, give me him. Like Nolan honestly brought. Him. Remember you said that I feel like in spoilers for Godzilla versus Kong, it's been out for a while. You, yeah. You, if you're a fan of this show, you've probably already seen it. Yeah. Like, or ne- you're my parents. In which case, guys, please stop listening. I make a lot of very inappropriate jokes about people's no-no zones that I don't want my parents to listen to. (laughs) So anyways, um, Nolan looked over and he said that he thought that in Godzilla vs. Kong, Mechagodzilla was, like, toned down a bit in his powers. Yeah. Because, like, you know, that's an episode far down the line. But, like... You know, he had rocket shoots to, like, punch, which was fucking sick. But, like, he didn't have half those attacks. In this movie, Mechagodzilla is a force to be reckoned with. And it's awesome. But, as I was saying, King Caesar. It is not just Mechagodzilla versus Godzilla. King Caesar is in the mix. And King Caesar is... I'm trying to... I want to make sure I get the name right of what, like, kind of creature he's supposed to be. So... King Caesar is based on the actual, it's called like a Shisa. It's a lion dog guardian statues in Okinawa. Hmm. 
And it's I guess it's originally from China, but they are statues that ward off evil spirits. Huh. So keep in mind, so King Caesar kind of looks like a lion and a dog mix, but you know, it's a guy. It's like a lion he's dog. Just a guy being a dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's bipedal, but he has he has a color scheme of like browns and yellows. So like a very distinct color scheme from the other two monsters. Wait, wait, set. Bipedal people don't exist. You either have one leg or four legs. What are you talking about? Bipedal are a myth. They're just on their way to being four four legged, but not bipedal. It's you, the you way... don't get this bit, do you? I don't. <laughs> okay, Brandon. The bit is that I was repeating sentiments against bisexual people. Oh, okay. All right. Hi, you got me. <laughs> All right. Um. So anyway, I, I just got confused. I'm like, did I just miss under? Is this another titular all over again? <laughs> I'm like, did I just misunderstand what bipedal means? No, the joke is okay. that it just has bi in the word. Yes. Okay. That's the level of my humor. That's what an <laughs> MFA in progress in humor writing has bought you, audience. <laughs> that is the beautiful, beautiful humor you get. The little cilantro on the meat of this episode (laughs) so king caesar is you know he's like a a lion dog looking kaiju creature so he's got tufts of fur but he's also has like some bald spots he kind of looks a bit like a poodle like honestly he does right like i don't see it i don't see poodle let me look up i mean like the way i'm gonna look up i'm looking up king caesar right now but like you look up a poodle, I'll look up King Caesar. Okay, his tail looks like a poodle. But, like, the the design of poodles where parts of their fur are large and then there's bare spots. That's what I'm referring to. Is, like, the the fact that he has a, a bare beginning of his tail and a large plump at the end of his tail. Reminded me of a poodle. So he has, um, he kind of actually has, like, scales, he has, like, kind of scales on his legs, and he's got sharp claws and teeth. Behold, King Caesar. <laughs> but, like, look at the tail. The tail lines up. No. I'm not entirely wrong. Fine. <laughs> uh, I'll give it to you. The tail is. But not the rest of it, I guess. Not the rest. But um, he's got scales around his body because he's got, you know, blonde, brownish fur covering their body with sharp claws, you know, Big teeth, you know, big sharp teeth and like scaly legs, brown scale legs. And I think one of the coolest things about the co- the kaiju costume itself of King Caesar are those ears. Yeah. They're so cool. They have like, King Caesar has very dog-like ears. They're big floppers. Yeah. And when King Caesar first appears in the movie, it's like starting to like get up and attack and stuff. The ears like blop up and it's like a really fun like animatronic effect. Where it's like, floop, and I'm like, yes, and they're like flopping around a bit in the movie, and it's really fun. So King Caesar is, I just want to say what King Caesar is, like what they appear as. So they're a, gar- they're a guardian deity and the protector of an ancient Japanese family. So they're kind of like a guardian spirit creature. Yeah. They don't just like pop out of nowhere. There's a big extended sequence where they have to like like sing a song to get King Caesar to like wake up. Yeah. So King Caesar's kind of is a fun one though. 
Yeah. King Seed is like, rah, like a big fast guy. Like a dog, lion creature. That's pretty fun to see fight a big old tin can. <laughs> so I think that's, in terms of the kaijus, that's all four of them. Yeah, that that, is, that covers our bases. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going to go to our commercial break. And oh. then we'll come back and talk about the story as a whole. Yes. I can bring up, uh, yeah, then after that I can bring up some fun VFX things. Yeah. So we'll see you then in a little bit. Hey, Tim, show Joel how everything you touch turns into Skittles. That's awesome. Is it awesome? Well, you can't hold your newborn baby boy in your arms. Did you feed and dress yourself this morning? I didn't. I met a man on the bus today. I shook his hand. He'll never see his family again. I guess that's pretty awesome. Excuse me. Touch the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. Jesus, Brandon. Why was that your commercial? That was so dark. What the fuck? It's completely off-putting. Most of our audience probably left by how fucked up that commercial was. Why did you make me watch that with my own eyes? And make the listeners listen with their own ears? <laughs> I'm gonna put a Care Bears ad. <laughs> the bit, folks, is that uh, in improv comedy, there's a thing called pimping, in which... You force, you're doing an improv scene and you force your partner into a situation that they were not prepared for. Uh, and that is exactly what I do with the commercials with Brandon. I talk about what they are before he de decides <laughs> during the editing process and force him to have to find something. <laughs> so Keeps he, me on my toes. Yeah, that's just a little... That's a little comedy insight for you. Behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So, um... It's also considered a dick move in the improv scene. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, we talked about what the monsters do, so let's get down to the story. What happens in Godzilla versus, versus Godzilla? Once again, and not really with any explanation... We open up with a sequence of Monster Island being bombed. <laughs> they don't explain it. I'm starting to think it might just be an aesthetic choice. But, uh... In war-torn Monster Island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so, yeah. So, we get a sequence of that. We get a sequence of Angiris walking amongst the ruined explosions. Uh, and then... We, uh... Then we get start getting the actual plot, in which a uh, a uh, young woman, as in a like weird religious cult thing, uh, dedicated to King Caesar, uh, has a uh, vision of two monsters destroying Tokyo. And for some reason, in the vision, the monster is Ghidorah. Yeah, that doesn't. Um, that was weird. That was a weird one they did. Yeah, but so so yeah then. There's putzing about, lots of putzing, uh, before 
oh no, Godzilla's burst out from Mount Fuji, and he's being a dick. He's not being a good dude. He just fucking punches through an apartment complex for no reason. Yeah, like it's one shot and he's just walking behind it and I'm like, boy, I hope that apartment's gonna be okay. <laughs> and then Angiris wakes up and is like, starts fighting Godzilla. Uh, and we later learn he was calling the real Godzilla. Angiris knew that this wasn't the real Godzilla, which... But as an audience member at the time... It looks like Angiris walks up to his good buddy Godzilla and gets fucking murdered. Or close to it. Holy shit. Like, that fight is yeah. intense. Because the whole time, like, it very clearly shows that, as I said, Angiris is Godzilla's, like, little brother. <laughs> it would be like if an 8-year-old tried fighting a 13-year-old... It's not even close. Yeah, and he, uh, like, he's just getting kicked around and then, but he gets one good hit on, quote-unquote, Godzilla, revealing, ripping his skin away and revealing metal underneath. Ooh, yeah. But then, he uh, does, go, then, Godzilla, cool. I hope you can hear the air quotes in my voice, uh, Fucking rips Angiris's jaw off with blood, and Angiris it, just yeah. slinks off with his broken, torn jaw. It's fucked. It is fucked <laughs> up. Like, there's, I'm pretty sure, like, we were both. It's an extended moment. We were like, both very distressed. We thought Angiris was about to die. Yeah, because like, the 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 imposter. Gra the imposter that was among us grabbed Angiris and like it's not even like a quick thing it's like he's very slowly opening the jaws of Angiris as Angiris is like flailing it's extended it felt like it was three minutes it yeah. wasn't but it felt that way yeah but that's like what they went for so that's a good thing I think yeah anyways then uh, so then we get, uh, Godzilla's reign of terror is interrupted when real Godzilla comes out Boom. and starts fucking him up. And then we cut to some aliens, very abruptly to some aliens who are like, yeah. <laughs> ah, Godzilla's come out much quicker than we thought he would. Lower the disguise. And Godzilla and the Godzilla uh, skin melts away to reveal Mecha Godzilla. In all its glory. Mm -hmm. And they have a fight in which Godzilla gets his ass kicked, but he also kicks the this first version of Mecha Godzilla's ass enough that. They both spend the entirety of the second act recharging. So, Which was, when I said at the time, I was saying it was a, I think it was a unique narrative decision. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times in movies, most of it is, they're going to fight, they're going to fight, they're going to fight. Oh, they fought. And like, it's fun. Mm -hmm. But we didn't see too many, especially during like the Showa era. Yeah. Multiple fights in one movie. Yeah. In terms of like the antagonist and the protagonist. This is at the start and it was at the end and like that. Yeah. 
help to the stakes and stuff. Yeah, so then the entire... We get the recharge sequences. and Well, we don't really get one for Mechagodzilla, because that's the extended point of the second act. But for Godzilla, we get a really badass recharge sequence, where he swims back to Monster Island... And a hurricane's going on. And he's just out in the storm. And the lightning is striking him and powering him up. It is really badass. Some really good rotoscoping. Yeah. Because it's like it hits him and like it like sh- like shattered. Like, you know, it like vibrates around like part of his body there. And then like he gets hit enough that like his whole body is like glowing with like electricity. Which is how we realize that, oh, wait, this is an established thing about <laughs> Godzilla. Because like... They did that in Abira, uh, where he was brought back to life with electricity, and they did that with uh, Return of Godzilla later. Uh, so that's just a thing about Godzilla that exists now. He's got to recharge his battery. But now, time to explain the middle sequence of this movie, which I'm realizing as we come up to it, is very complicated. I guess. I don't think we've talked about the humans at all. <laughs> no, they're, so they're so there. there are human prof- there's a human professor who is uh who is kidnapped by the aliens cuz he's the only one that can fix Mechagodzilla. The first thing he shows is this cool pipe he has that he can he can uh move, break it into two and reassemble it. Yeah, and it's a magnet that will destroy computers. Yes. Uh, so then, so he gets kidnapped, and we're watching him build Mecha Godzilla. While also, uh, an anthropologist and a friend of the professor are on a journey to King to King Caesar Island uh, in order to wake up King Caesar. No. Uh, because they've got a statue of King Caesar, and they know that he might be the only thing that could save them. Because uh, yeah. everyone thinks Godzilla's dead after the end of that fight. Oh, yeah, because the one shot of the one shot that we leave on before Godzilla gets the thunderstorm is Mechagodzilla blast. There's a sick first time in the Godzilla movie where the beams are fighting each other. Yeah, Mechagodzilla beam versus Godzilla beam, and like they both get hit by their beams after. And, you know, Mechagodzilla gets hit, and the United States said he has to recharge. Godzilla gets hit by the massive blast, falls into the water, and you see blood come out. So, like... Blood bubble up. Yeah. So, yeah, to the character, to the humans right now, Godzilla is fucking murked. He is sleeping with the fishes. Yeah. But, so, they're they're trying to wake King Caesar up as their last resort. And... So, uh, they do... (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, but first, there's thrilling <laughs> some drawn out shenanigans of, oh no, they've been uh, that there's a se- there's a secret alien who's trying to get the statue to stop them, and they shoot him in the face, and whoa, the aliens are monkey people, big old Planet of the Apes looking dudes. Yeah, and then uh, this other reporter who's been following them around kills the monkey person. And they fall into the sea. Uh, so then, the 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 mysterious reporter who killed the monkey person uh, saves the professor. Yeah, the mysterious 
that mysterious reporter guy, we've seen him since the characters were first introduced. And, you know, in these movies, we're like, that guy looks like a bad guy. He's a bad guy. But he was a good guy. And he shot the monkey man. Yeah. And, but yeah, so he saves the professor. He does kung fu, too. But as the professor leaves, as they're leaving with the professor, it's like, they're starting to power up Mechagodzilla for the third act. And the professor's like, I built him. I have to destroy him. And so he and the professor go back in, but are instantly captured uh, and tied up. And then the final fight is going on. Uh, the The anthropologist, she gets to King Caesar and the prophecy girl from the very first scene starts singing to King Caesar to wake him up. King Caesar fights Mechagodzilla mind, it's an extended, it's a full song of probably three minutes or so. Yeah. And the whole time, Mechagodzilla is going to beat the shit out of King Caesar. Like, mm-hmm. he is walking towards King Caesar. He's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. And then, like, the woman has to, like, sing the whole song to get King Caesar to, like, big red eyes, boo, wake up, his ears flop, and he's ready to go. Yeah, and... It's hard to do this section because so much of the movie is that final fight. It's very extended, and it's not as exciting to say Godzilla punches Mechagodzilla, <laughs> Mechagodzilla's head turns around uh, <laughs> as it is to watch it. <laughs> it. It is. It's a very enjoyable fight. It's it like, is a super enjoyable fight. Uh, King Caesar's getting his shit wrecked. Uh, Godzilla finally shows up and... He and King Caesar are able, but mostly Godzilla, are able to kill Mechagodzilla. But, like, the thing is is that um, (laughs) Mechagodzilla has so many more ranged attacks. Yeah. I think that's the thing, is that I don't think Mecha... We gotta think. I don't think Mechagodzilla punches in the whole movie. Nah, he does not. He He is a purely range fighter. Oh, he does karate chop. Okay, so he does do a bit, but pretty much all of his attacks are ranged. Oh, we didn't mention one thing. Oh, King Caesar's reverse attack? Yeah, so Mechagodzilla, when he fires his eye lasers at King Caesar's eyes, it goes in one eye, and King Caesar shoots it back at Mechagodzilla out the other eye. That is a thing that happens. Do you think that relates to the spirit of, like, revenge, where it's like, you're doing attack to me, so I'm going to put it back to you? An eye for an eye? (gasps) Oh, shit, I think we just figured it out. Oh, I don't think that was intentional. But, like, I think it's fun. (laughs) It is fun. So, yeah, so Mechagodzilla is a very ranged fighter. There's, like, barely any times he actually, like, hits you or anything. It's always, like, I'm going to shoot you. So, is is this movie just a poodle and a a Roomba fighting? (laughs) (laughs) And an iguana. Yeah. And an iguana. <laughs> but um, the big thing was, for a good amount of the movie, Mechagodzilla keeps its distance from the other two. And that's where the, one of the coolest parts where, like, as I was saying, fucking Mechagodzilla is shooting Godzilla, and then King Caesar is trying to come up behind him, fucking rotates his head 180, looks at King Caesar, and starts attacking Caesar, too. It's a two-way attack, and it's fucking sick. Like... So eventually, they do get to a point where Godzilla is able to hold Mechagodzilla, and King Caesar just starts beating him up. Yeah. 
All right, God. Which so- leads to the fucking sickest death scene. It, it, so, yeah, Godzilla. So, Mechagodzilla's trying to retreat. Godzilla, we found, we find out, has magnet powers, which have never been in the movies before. But everyone's acting surprised by it, so it might be just a new developed thing. Uh, so, but he uses magnet powers to pull Mechagodzilla back to him, gets behind him, and fucking twists his neck off. Yeah. Wait. Like, his whole head is just hanging by, like, a single wire from, like, the rest of him. It's so good. And while this is all happening, the humans are all tied up by the aliens. Yeah. And they're about to get, um, you know, they're, like, being tied up while this is happening. And the professor and the other guys use the pipe to break their handcuffs. Yeah, they use it to break their handcuffs and to destroy the computers of the aliens. They then shoot the aliens... To death, including the main one in the neck for, like, a splurting, like, neck wound. But then they get blown up in their their destruction. They they sacrifice themselves. Well, the interesting thing is, um... They didn't focus on on it enough that I thought, like, oh, we're gonna learn they escaped later. Because they didn't, like, show them, like, in the building while it was blowing up. I have a trivia about that. Ooh, okay. Hit me with the trivia. <laughs> so, I did not realize at the time, but I figured out that's what it was. So, the big thing is that... Let me try to find the right the right thing here. Okay, so... This... So, we watched this on HBO Max. Yeah. It's available there. It is only the U.S. stuff. It's only the English dub. They did not have the uh, the the normal the version we like. We like to watch subs. Yeah. Uh, so this is a time both in our private time and on the podcast. <laughs> uh, you won't stop me from being attracted to submarines. No. The hunt for the red October. No. More like the hunt for the red hot moaner. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've already been kicked out of Subway. <laughs> You're already banned. You gotta stop. Yeah, but that was for tax reasons. <laughs> okay, so. The version we watched was the older U.S. television and video version. I guess. Because this is the one where, in addition, the Cinema Shares version cuts the ending out and ends a few seconds after the huge explosion and when King Caesar reseals himself back in the mountain. The end title shows a statue of King Caesar on the left and shows a red background with the word The End on the right. Yeah, that's exactly how this That is it. Art. Yeah. Later video re-release releases use the newer Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla title in the US and has ha- it has um okay but this newer video version the one that is they made after this one we saw, restores the full ending of the film where you see the characters putting the King Caesar statue back in place. And it says, without this full ending, it would appear the heroes also die in the explosion. Yeah. And the dub explicitly says they die in the explosion. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. 
So that's one of the fun trivia things. But I have some other trivias. I have, so let's think about before that though. The so that's where the movie ends is Mechagodzilla is fucking ripped their head off. The aliens are defeated, and King Caesar goes back to napping. Yeah, just like Jasper's right now. He's sleeping. So then, that is the end. Yeah. Wow. So what's the trivia? Yeah. So um, I was like, I don't. This has to be a spam number. Excuse me. You too. Thanks. Bye. So I thought there was spam, but they're fucking landlord. <laughs> Wait, it's a holiday? Yeah, it's Labor Day weekend. Oh fuck, that's not a real holiday. Hey, you get Brandon in the future. This is when we talk about it again. Woo! So, uh, <laughs> so all that content's staying in, right? <laughs> We're getting the full 10-minute uh, audio of your talk with your landlord and uh, <laughs> me just playing golf battle on my phone. Yeah. Okay. Not moving. So, yeah, so you were about to give me more trivia on the movie. Oh, yeah, before... Besides the U.S. cut, yeah. Yes, before I got called out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyways, um... Sorry. Sorry, folks. Brandon got a call from his landlord. He thought it was a robocaller, so he hung up the first time <laughs> after talking to them for a little bit, and then she called back. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't it was like a little peon in the office. <laughs> it was the manager of his rental company. <laughs> I didn't... Yeah, so I didn't hear it right. I thought it said something about healthcare, and I'm like, all right, no. I know that stuff's always so great. So anyways, um, more trivia. So get this, Nolan. I want you to think, who came first? Mechagodzilla or Mechakong? Mechakong. He did. Yes. Mechagodzilla was inspired by Mechanicong. I guess is his name. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so much better than Mechakong. Mechanicong. Mechanicong. So King Kong's evil robot duplicate from King Kong Escapes, 1967. Ooh. So the Toho producer when Tomag- Kongathon finally comes, it that'll be that will be one that we watch. But Kongathon has become like winter. It it's just our motto to say Kongathon is coming, but we don't know when. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you sweet Godzilla child! <laughs> when the Kongathon comes, <laughs> and the Kai. <laughs> The Kongs ride kaijus as big as horses. <laughs> <laughs> and in the darkest night, <laughs> Mechakanakong appears. Mechakanakong. God, I love his name so much. It's so good. Uh, so anyways, um, Evil Road Duplicate. The, so Toho producer had trouble coming up with a new monster and recalled the popularity of this character and said we should create a Robo-Godzilla. All right. So that's how that happened. And then that I hope that doesn't stay relevant in a movie we're watching next week that I've not done research on in a fun relevant <laughs> way. Ah, guys, we're watching Godzilla versus Ghidorah uh next week. Round yeah. 2 1991. Yeah. Woo. Oh, well, round 3 technically. <laughs> Oh, wait, I guess so. Maybe round four. Four, yeah. Ghidorah fights a lot. We've only seen, like, one yeah. fight. 
And he's in, I think, all monsters attack and all those. So, yeah, it's a round of, of Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Yes. But, yeah, that's our next week episode. And yeah, so there might um, be a sweet robotic surprise in there. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> so, anyways, um, did you know that the Mecha Godzilla suit is the only Showa-era suit that is still fully intact? I did not. Uh, I would have no reason to know that. But it's <laughs> cool that I do now. Yeah, but the reason is, <laughs> is that the suit is not made out of rubber. Ooh. It's made out of... Because this meant that without, you know, the rubber would start rotting away and, mm-hmm. like, decomposing, mm-hmm. being kept in storage for so long. But when they built the um, Megagodzilla suit, yeah. it was split between, like, an upper and lower half. And the head and hands were made up of, like, polymer, fiber-reinforced plastic. So because of that, and the rest of the body was made out of polyethylene plastic, a lot of plastic. Yeah. So because of that, he's just still chilling. He's okay. doing fine. Which is pretty sick, considering how, like, oh my goodness, he's almost 50 years old. Yeah. He's, like, 40, mid-40s. Considering the fact that, like, they just dumped most of the costumes in, like, a pit behind the studio to <laughs> rot away. <laughs> That's pretty good. Before, Mecha God, the Mechagodzilla suit will still be fully intact when we are nothing but bones. <laughs> In 50 years? <laughs> <laughs> when everything is crushed in dust and civilization has fallen. The Long after suit. Ben Shapiro's been proven right and Aquaman has a monopoly on coastal real estate. Because <laughs> Aquaman will buy your houses. <laughs> For cheap. Yeah. All right. Oh, so, something else fun. Oh. The fake Godzilla suit that Mechagodzilla wears, mm-hmm. they just used that from another Godzilla movie. <laughs> they had, like, an older one they used for, like, underwater sequences. Yeah. And they just threw them in it. <laughs> <laughs> they put the suit... They Wait, they, so the suit was actually on top of the Mechagodzilla suit? Or I don't think... Sorry, not that. But what I mean is, like, they did not build a fake Godzilla suit for this movie, mm-hmm. for the other guy to wear. They just gave him an older Godzilla suit and let him start, like, riffing it up. Nice. (laughs) So it was from when Godzilla swam in the water following Jet Jaguar. Oh, huh. That same one. So the the simple head prop was attached to a whole new suit, as well as having an exposed metallic spot on his arm. Yeah. So. And eventually his back. His back gets ripped off at one point. Alright, so, so that's pretty fun. Any more trivia before we move on to our final segment? Um, about the themes of this movie. So Okinawa and Japan are like so the film was, you know, widely criticized for its supposed lack of substance, but some critics have pointed out the actual historical context behind some of the parts of this movie. Hmm. So I guess there's long been tension between Japan and the island of Okinawa. Yeah. As Okinawa was the home of American military bases. Yeah. At the time. That brought the threat of the Cold War around. Because, you know, a military base being so close. Got nerve-wracking. And with the aliens controlling Mechagodzilla, they represent the outside invading force. And Godzilla representing Japan. Mm-hmm. And the mythical King Caesar standing in for Okinawa. Mm-hmm. The film proposes cooperation between the two nations. Standing together against a common adversary. Mechagodzilla's the U.S.? I mean, he's pretty sick, so, like... (laughs) (laughs) 
based imperialism. Yes. <laughs> Mechagodzilla is based in imperial pilled. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, make it gritty. Mm. This is a part of the show where we uh, think about how would we introduce one of the kai- new kaijus we've seen in these movies into the universal monster verse. I'm talking Godzilla. I'm talking Ki- Kong. I'm talking uh, King of the Mo- Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and I'm talking Godzilla versus King Kong. Or is it King Kong, Kong versus Godzilla? It's Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. All so, four of those movies. We're making a fifth. How are we doing it? With with what we've talked about today so mm. and it can't be a monster that we that's already been in the movie so unfortunately even though i have an all i had an alternative pitch for mecha godzilla mecha godzilla doesn't count so yeah i think let me think i think we started this podcast right before godzilla versus Kong. no right? we started right up i pitched you the podcast after watching the movie <laughs> Wow. Eventually we'll get to that. It'll become full circle. Yeah. So, Bran, do you want to go with your pitch first? Okay. So, King Caesar is a really fun, like, dog monster creature. Wait, wait, Uh, Brandon. So. We're not pitching King Caesar make it gritty. We're pitching how are we going to incorporate ABBA into the legendary movie Monsterverse. I'm sorry you misunderstood. (laughs) Should I go with my pitch first? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright. So. Uh, roll a d20 for psychic damage. Fuck. Okay. So Godzilla is out there again. And he's hurting people again. And we don't know why again. And no one knows what to do. And Godzilla's at the peak of his power now. No one can challenge him. He's killed Mechagodzilla. He's killed Ghidorah. He's killed Rodan. And he's got an uneasy alliance with our favorite center of the earth uh, boy, uh, Kong. So he's just wrecking shit and no one can stop him. And as he's wrecking shit, in... The city of Oslo. That's how far inland he's worked. Okay. The wind catches the tinkles of some music. If you change your mind, I'm the first in line. Godzilla looks around. Honey, I'm still free. And there they are on the ma- on the top of the bill of a skyscraper. Take a chance on me. If you need me, come along. Do, 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 do. ABBA is rocking out. They are in the prime of their power. And Godzilla is in awe of them. Godzilla cannot continue destruction. While, the build, while seeing in perfect clarity the beauty of what we can build together. <laughs> And so Abba soothes the savage beast and saves the world in our fifth Godzilla movie. Gimmezilla, Gimmezilla, Gimmezilla. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. I'm going to raise you one. 
My pitch is we cut to an interior, the first shot of the movie. This is a trailer for the, or this is the whole movie. We cut to an interior shot of a, of a, of a home. It's a rich villa home. It's the sun is shining. The day is bright. It is the middle of the summer. Meryl Streep is sitting in a chair. <laughs> Meryl Streep is coming off of the the previous two films in this finale of the trilogy. Meryl Streep has it is done important her way. to note that she's dead in the second film due to the power. Oh, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Wait, wait. So you didn't know that. Don't act like you knew. I'm that getting that to that. I'm getting to that. This is okay. a, this starts with a flashback. Okay. Okay. So Meryl Streep is sitting in a chair, right? And it's a beautiful beach. The location is Okinawa. Okinawa. And she's sitting there, and this is like late '90s, late '90s timeline. So she's sitting there, and she's. Oh, you do not know the timeline of the Mama Mia movies. She's sitting there before her death. This is a few years before that happens, and she's sitting there, and she goes, "My time is short. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need." She, you know, she's on like a late, let's say, like a late silver age of her life obsession with traditions of various cultures <laughs> one of them just happening to be on the small island of okinawa involving a certain king caesar <laughs> you brought your guy in okay and king caesar is long rested it's legends legends about this creature and she meets some you know some some worshipers of the on the island that say this is a beautiful creature and he's powerful and strong and one day he will bring justice to the world. When he is needed most, this creature shall return. And she takes that to heart and she she sings a beautiful song for King Caesar. She sings a beautiful song, one of her favorites, starting with, I've been cheated by you since I don't know when. <laughs> she sings Mamma Mia to this creature. Nothing happens. Look nothing at happens. me now, nothing ever lost. There's a fire within my soul. Just one look and I can't control. Just one look and I can hear the bell ring. One more look and I forget everything. Oh, oh. Cut. Cut. So the scene cuts when that happens, right? You don't need to hear the whole song. You don't need to hear it. After this is the intro for the rest of the movie, you know, Meryl Streep has died, everything, and then traditional. Let's say, you know, Godzilla is fighting another monster. We can do Mecha Godzilla again. We can do whatever we want. It's fighting. He's under fighting another monster, and he's losing. He's getting his ass handed to him in this movie. Let's say it could be a Mecha King Ghidorah or something fun like that. And at the end of the movie, so in the final act, Mecha, you know, Godzilla is getting his ass handed to him. He is losing. He He's on his final rope. He doesn't know how he's going to succeed in this. And then Millie Bobby Brown pulls out. And Millie Bobby Brown says, how are we going to defeat this? How are we going to win? And suddenly you hear on the horizon. I've been cheated by you since I don't know when. So I made up my mind. It must come to an end. 
Da -na 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 -na. Look at me now. Will I ever learn? I don't know how. But I suddenly lose control. There's a fire within my soul. Emerging on the horizon. Just one looking. I can hear a bell ring. One more looking. I forget everything. Whoa, whoa. Music cuts for a second. King Caesar appears on the horizon. Meryl Streep placed on his head. <laughs> singing the beautiful song. As King Caesar rushes in. The second King Caesar's fist impacts Mecha Ghidorah's head. Mamma Mia, here I go again. My, my, how can I resist you? Another punch into the head. Mamma Mia, does it show again? My, my, just how much I missed you. King Ghidorah is trying to flail, trying to fight around. King Caesar grabs all three of his heads, starts pulling them off. What was it? It was my, my, just how much I missed you. Yes, I've been broken hearted. Blue since the day we parted. Wow, why did I ever let you go? At that line, <laughs> let you go. King Caesar fucking chucks Mecha Kidora right into Godzilla's arms. Godzilla's ripping the heads off. And then... Mama Mia, now I really know. My, my, I can never let you go. As Godzilla's grabbing onto Mecha Ghidorah and rips all the heads off and tears it to shreds. You don't get the title to the end of the movie. Mama Mia 3. The end. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Contact us. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, we don't want to promote ourselves today, folks. We're not going to tarnish this good episode by self-promotion. Instead, we will say, everybody, buckle the fuck up on November fifth, twenty twenty-one. Voyages by ABBA comes out. <laughs> we'll see you next time, baby. <laughs> See you then. <laughs>